All right, Tim, we're back with another episode of Appetite for Construction. Tim, how you doing? Good. At some point this week, we will probably be tired of that introduction and we'll have to try something different. I got to change it up. We have like seven podcasts this week, so let's Well, uh, we've got we've got some travels coming up, so we need to get some stuff in the um kind of in the files to schedule for a later date. So, we're not quite sure when we're moving stuff around, but yeah, lots of podcast recordings this week. Yeah, our next guest is from the Cleveland area. So, Tim, should we get after it? Let's get after it. Jim Bunzi with Propane Educational Research Council, otherwise known as PERC. How are you? I'm doing really good. Appreciate you guys having me on today. Well, thanks. We're glad to bring you on. Um, just real quick, you're the Director of Commercial and Business Development. You're responsible for PERC's commercial and power generation portfolio, as well as a liaison to the energy service companies and construction uh, specifiers. Um, in addition, you focus on commercial opportunities that require large fuel storage tanks and delivery by large transport trucks. Is that pretty much your role and responsibilities with Perk Gym? Yeah, th- that's the major responsibilities that I have. It's kind of interesting me coming to Perk. Um, you know, I was a contractor for the last 18 years, had my own contracting yeah. company. And, you know, I-, I built propane infrastructure around the United States. And it was time for me to hang up the tools and support the industry itself. What uh, what type of contractor were you? So mechanical contractor. So I'm a licensed okay. plumbing, HVAC, refrigeration. So, you oh, know, kind of, kind of catch-all guy here in the Cleveland area. Um, found propane in 2004 um, and started building propane plants all over the United States. So wow. we had pipeters and excavators and we were concrete. So, yeah, large installations. So, you know, tanks 30,000 gallons to multiple 90,000 gallon tanks. Wow. So you don't have any friends that will be like, hey, Jim, uh, my HVAC unit kit went out. Can you take a look at the? <laughs> so I still have the family that reaches out. I still work on those. Um, but when I did move over to the propane side of things, especially since I went commercial, it's kind of like commercial HVAC. Sometimes it's better. You don't get as many phone calls. Yeah. I don't have to work out of the back of my van anymore. So Perk, um, we've had people on the podcast in the past with Perk. Uh, as Tim mentioned, it's the Propane Education and Research Council. Tell us a little more about, for those that don't know, more about Perk and the uh, the mission of the organization. So Perk is a really unique organization, and I, and I kind of supported Perk, you know, for the last fifteen years with trade shows and with propane out of gas infrastructure. But what Perk does, we represent the thirty one. 3,100 marketers out there. So these are people that buy and distribute propane to the end user. And Perk's funded by, we get a fraction of a cent for every gallon of motorized propane used in the United States. In return, we develop safety and training and new new equipment that's available. You know, like we're working really hard with power generation right now and propane-powered equipment in there. So we're helping the growth of the industry and the growth of the gallons all while representing our markets. And, you know, you have small marketers that work out of a small 18,000 gallon tank. And then we got large marketers that have, you know, 2 million gallons of storage in their facilities. 
And that's what's kind of exciting being that type of contractor that I was is I've worked on all those levels. So I'm helping them be successful because with all this awesome propane equipment that's out there, that's great. We want to use equipment, but how are we going to fuel it? How are we going to store it? And so I'm able to tie that together with contractors that I'm friends with, with the marketers, so we can help the end users be successful on their job site. How much versatility does C3HA have for our building industry? See what I did there? Yeah, so it's great. I love C3HA. You know, we're hydrogen-rich fuel, so that's why we burn so clean. Um, but, I mean… Wait a second. Wait a second. C three. I thought I was watching the intro to like Breaking Bad with all those chemical chemical. Uh, yeah. You know, in the beginning of Breaking Bad, they do actually show propane. Obviously. Do they really? Okay. Yeah. So you look, but you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a propane nerd, so like I look for like propane powered vehicles and all this. So I get excited when I see propane and hear somebody talk about propane because that's the excitement that I have. Yeah. But you know, when we get back to the job sites. You know, we can handle from everybody understands the 20 pound cylinder. We can cook with our mm-hmm. grill. All mm-hmm. right. So that's a great source of energy. So we want to cut down 15 trees or do we want to use this 20 pound cylinder and we can have that much energy. Um, so it's very portable. It's very reliable and it's affordable. But we can take that same C3H8 and we can run a megawatt power system or we can heat with, you know, with large built up air handlers. So it's the same energy source. That's the energy from everybody. Cause we can go from really small to really large installations. So we can do it all. This is probably <clears throat> dumb, dumb question of the podcast. Tim's used to these, but <laughs> you know, you have the chemical equation here, C3H8. How is it as simple as that is just mixing some, some, you know, how do you, how does propane, how is it mixed? How does it, how is it created? So, so most of the propane comes to the natural gas industry. So from the okay. side of things, um, propane boils at minus 44 degrees. So it's one of the first products that come off that's very stable. So mm-hmm. the carbons actually stabilize the hydrogen. So we're hydrogen rich fuel. Mm-hmm. And so from the refinery process sides, we're a refinery gas. Um, you guys hear sometimes wellhead gas, we're mixtures of that, mm-hmm. where it's actually naturally coming out because it's what's pressurized. And form. So anything liquid doesn't burn. So it always has to go to a vapor state. And like I said, if it boils at minus 44 degrees, we've got the propane vapor. So we can actually use that energy to heat, cook, produce more energy. And so that's where it's reliable, but we have relatively low working pressures. So you kind of compare us to other new clean fuels. Um, You know, propane, if it's 60 degrees outside, we have about 100 PSI. If it's 100 degrees outside, we have 200 PSI. So it's relatively low working pressures when we compare ourselves to CNG, which is 3,500 PSI to be liquefied. Or if we go to hydrogen, we're looking at 5,000 PSI to be liquefied. So that's where I always tell everybody we're stabilized hydrogen. So we can actually take hydrogen that's created, put a couple carbons in there. And now we have the infrastructure that's built across the United States that's been here and is expanding. And we're way ahead of the other clean fuel sources. So you mentioned it's easy to transport, storage, I mean, all these benefits. Um, how is propane a clean energy source? I know you said it burns hydrogen. That's a very clean burning uh, element. Tell us more about that. So when we compare it, we, we did a nice um, study at Port of Newark. So we actually compared, they have the port tractors that tow around the trailer. So, you know, they're unloading all these containers from the ship and they have to move one place to the other. So we use the port tractors and we, we, we compared it to the diesel and we look at like our NOx emissions cut it by 
So you start looking at tailpipe emissions that are there and it actually is burning cleaner. And it's affordable when we start to look at just the fueling price itself. It's cheaper than buying diesel, but also, you know, it's, it's a domestic fuel. So we, we produce about 30 billion gallons of propane in the United States. We use just under 10 billion and we export 20 billion. So we look at tier five and these diesel engines, they're becoming more complicated, but they're meeting their emission standards. But you look at the catalyst that we have on that port tractor, it's just like your car. It's a catalytic converter. We're not putting any after treatments in there to meet these goals. So it's a more simple machine with the reliable fuel. In that case, how how can propane offer building trades or building contractors the primary or backup power source that they need? What What are the different advantages that they have using propane? A lot of the advantages are, so a lot of our builders, especially up north in the Cleveland area and, and further, so temp heat is always propane because we're here before we get the natural gas in. We're here before the electric grid gets in, but so we can bring this great source of energy and we set in place. So that's how we're heating the buildings. So right now, a lot of our contractors are using propane for temporary heat. But now is the electrification of the equipment because we're, we're seeing it. We're, we're starting to see skid steers. We're starting to see small excavators. We're seeing a lot of the job site equipment is going to be electrified. Well, that temporary pole that we set may not be able to handle charging all that equipment at nights. So if we already have the storage tank on site providing the building heat, it's the most logical thing is to use a propane power generator clean energy source. We're meeting goals of the clean job site. That's why we're electrifying everything, but we're also doing it cleaner than the grid. The national average, so if we look at carbon intensities, the national average of the electric grid is about 139. The propane that we produce today has a carbon intensity about 79.25. So that that's allowing us to meet the clean energy goals all the way up into 2026 with our propane that's available today. Mm-hmm. The equipment that they buy, if it runs on propane today, we're going to talk a little bit more about renewables, but we have multiple paths for renewable propane to be available. We've been shipping it for the last five years. Production is going up. We're starting to get refineries all over the United States. But if you buy the equipment today and it's cleaner than electric grid, now we have the hopes of renewables coming in the future that are made from feedstocks like, um, you know, um, food waste from recyclable plastics there's guys breaking tires down and so there's all these renewable sources and if we're actually taking bad waste like methane from landfills to make renewable propane it actually has negative carbon intensity scores so that's going to open us up that we can have 10 percent, 15 percent, up to 100 percent blend in the equipment they buy today and we're actually getting people to net zero on their building site so jim you're providing a compelling argument for propane and its use how do we change the construction culture or the calculus for builders to start using more of it or to get introduced to it into their job sites? Like I said, we need to start moving south. So as the electrification happens, mm-hmm. propane power generation just follows. So Tempete's going to be up here. That's going to be your early adopters. They already have propane on the job site. The propane equipment running inside the buildings you know, why do we have propane forklifts? Why are our man lifts on propane? Because we're in an enclosed building and people don't get sick. I can get rid of all the science and all the facts, and we're going to make it so simple that we run propane equipment in the building and people don't get sick. You don't you don't see us running big diesel generators in the warehouses when we're building it. You know, we exhaust. There's, there's people in there. So at 
the propane forklift isn't new. Class four and class five, we've owned that market for years. Um, you go to the rental houses, um, you can get welders that run on propane because if we're going to be welding inside, there's your power generator because a welder's a power generator, but it runs on propane if we're going to be inside the building welding where we don't have enough electricity available for us to plug that welding machine in. So it's already here. Mm-hmm. You kind of look at, you know, on, on the commercial industrial side of things, there's 3 billion gallons used a year in the commercial market. I mean, so it's here, but we don't talk about it because it works so good. Yeah, It's like when you go to cook with your grill, you don't think about it. You go outside, you turn it on, hit the igniter, hopefully you open the lid to let some oxygen in there so it burns. So it, or you open the lid and you hit it one more time and it burns your eyebrows off. But it's that safe. It goes back, it cooks your food, and you're set to go. And it's that reliable that nobody talks about it. Um, probably one of the biggest disadvantages people are like, oh, propane's expensive. I, I was at a gas station and I had my had my propane logo on and yeah. the lady's like, propane, I hate propane. And then, you know, here I am, I'm all excited. I'm like, okay. Just some tell random, me why some random woman at the gas station. Yes. So, so yeah, I'm going to harass whoever because I'm always willing to talk to whoever wants to talk to you. <laughs> um, so I'm like, well, why do you hate propane? She's like, it's expensive. I'm like, okay, why is it so expensive? And she's like, well, I get that bill twice a year. And it's just very expensive for me. And I'm like, okay, well, you can get on budget plans where you can pay monthly, but it is expensive because you're paying for all of your energy use for six months of the year. So if I took my natural gas bill, added together for six months, yeah, that's a bigger bill. But if you kind of look at the prices of transmission and natural gas, propane's getting a lot closer to natural gas now. Because it used to be like, if they're natural gas available, we know we're going to go that route, especially if the pipeline's big enough and it can serve the buildings or the project that we're doing. It's going to go. used to look at natural gas as my competitor, but now as the gas bans show up and they're starting to push back on gaseous fuels, natural gas is my best friend. We're together. There's still, there's a need for both of us in this market. And, you know, as propane and the renewables show up, it's going to give us a little advantage over our friend, but uh, it's definitely going to be a place for both of us because we're going to need, we need more energy. We can't just get rid of energy right now. If you haven't heard, Navian's new NPF Hydro Furnace is on the market, and they're offering an unbelievable incentive to try it. This new furnace from Navian is 97% AFUE Ultra Low NOx, and has an industry-leading variable capacity ranging from 15% to 100%. Right now, contractors can get a $1,000 gift card when they go to NavianFurnace.com and submit their first NPF purchase info. Again, that's a $1,000 gift card. NPF purchases must be made between January 22nd and April 15th, 2024, and submitted through the form at navianfurnace.com by April 20th, 2024. See full promotion details at navianfurnace.com. Don't miss out on this great promotion of advantages where does renewable propane come into this process and can you share a little bit about that so the renewable propane i kind of kind of ran across that before as you know as we're bringing in and we're breaking down these bad, bad materials and we're actually um they're growing the camelina plant right now out west which is a ground cover that grows very fast and it's used to stabilize the soil but they actually break it down they remove the oils make renewable propane 
and then they break down whatever's left and they turn it into animal feed. So it's a great product. You know, it's kind of not like when we're taking ethanols because ethanol gets pushed down a lot because, hey, we're taking away food from the people. But now for stabilizing the soil between crop crops that are being grown, we're actually producing renewable propane. It's one of the first processes where we're actually not a byproduct anymore. So kind of exciting. People are seeing the value in the renewable propane. And, and our biggest value to it is the infrastructure. The infrastructure that I've been building for the last 18 years is already available. So we have this clean energy source. Renewable is going to show up and we don't have to change any of our infrastructure because it's a drop-in because when you called it earlier, you said C3H8. So it's the same chemical formula when you get that, that we don't change. We don't have to build new infrastructure because hydrogen's coming. You know, as electrification's happening, hydrogen's coming, but they got to get an affordable infrastructure and be able to move it easily where we're already ahead. And we can complement because it's another gaseous fuels, hydrogen, and it's going to use a spark and it's going to be an internal combustion engine. So it, it keeps all of us part of the energy solution. For my own curiosity, you, you mentioned, what was the number on the export for propane? 20 billion. 20 billion. Is there any specific part of the world that uses it more or no it, it goes all over the place but a lot of it's going over to europe right now yeah uh, south america um definitely all the islands probably one of the biggest propane terminals that i built was actually in dominican republic okay that had 29 90,000 gallon tanks at the barge terminal because yeah. we we own the islands i mean if you look at puerto rico there's so much propane there you go to hawaii there's so much propane why because it's easy transported and it's there and it's just great energy source and it's clean. Jim, does the the uh, infrastructure bill that was passed last year? How does how do companies uh, that you work with uh, benefit from possibly integrating propane in their systems if they've got suddenly large pools of cash available because of some of the infrastructure plans that are going on? So the infrastructure again is I keep going. We we electrify everything, mm -hmm. but we have prime power generation that propane infrastructure is covered right in those bills. And so I'm, I'm watching it happen and you know, my competitors that are now my friends, cause you know, the propane industry is very unique that like when I went from installing sprinkler systems and HVAC stuff where you're really competing against people. When I moved to the propane industry, you know, there's, there's five major guys building big plants. So they become your friends. You know, you, you understand, you share technology, you sell tanks back and forth to one another. And, you know, I, I think that's where it's really unique that, you know, I, propane's America, but it, it really is that it's that good and reliable that we can all make a good living from it. How does propane help companies with their environmental, social uh, governance reporting and carbon accounting? So that, like I said, right now, as we bring propane in, we're, we're great to offset diesel. So if we have diesel power generation, it's easy. I mean, emissions alone, we clean it up. Mm -hmm. We go back to those carbon intensity scores where, you know, some areas of the country you get to the Northwest where there's a lot of hydro, the, the electricity is very clean. Um, you look at North Carolina, their electricity is very clean. And, you know, they just built two nuclear plants that um, actually propane was involved in starting this up. But I, I was actually witnessed when they started up both of those um, nuclear plants. But there's not any nuclear plants being built after that. You know, people are pushing back on it. It's clean source energy. doesn't take a lot of area. But it was interesting. Propane was involved. 
and, and helping that get started. So, I mean, again, the energy source that we have available to us just it has so many benefits and cleans up the ESG goals because we're cleaner than the electric grid with the hopes of renewable propane. I, I meet with a lot of architects and engineers now, and they have these energy goals. They have to be net zero. They have to have a plan. And I'm like, well, here's what we have. You buy the propane equipment, you install the propane equipment, you're cleaner than the average electric grid. Renewable propane showing up that's having right now, renewable propane, when it's when we make the renewable propane has carbon density of seven. By the time we ship it to California, we're delivering at 20.9 today. So carbon intensity score of 20.9 is really good. Mm-hmm. We've shipped 40 million gallons for the last five years. By the end of 2024, we're going to be up to 150 million gallons. And, you know, we're, we're saying by 2030, we're going to be over a billion gallons. So that's one-tenth of, of our product that we have now. Right. But it's true energy goals. And when you look at the gallons without using any government grants, we're one of the most affordable renewable products out there that needs the least amount of change to our infrastructure because there is no change to our infrastructure. So it keeps it affordable. And that's how any new clean energy that's out there, the infrastructure gets very expensive and difficult Mm. to install. And, you know, as we build more of it, it's going to become more affordable. But right now propane has the head start to help people meet their goals. And that's my main thing. If if the specifier specify, we can build it. You know, nobody talks about propane because we know if the natural gas isn't there, we're building these, you know, million square foot warehouses because we're shipping everything in the United States now. Last year, before I came to Perk, I set six 30,000 gallon tanks in Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, just to serve these large warehouses, the big shipping warehouses. Oh, and by the way, they were driving propane forklifts on the inside after it was going. Um, So it's crazy. The energy source can cover that much. But nobody talks about it. They don't want to talk about it because it, it just works. And so part of my job is getting out here, doing podcasts with you guys and telling people, hey, propane's here. It's just so good that nobody talks about it. Let's drill down. We Contractors, building contractors, plumbing contractors, mechanical contractors are our audience. Uh, Perk was recently involved with a um, case study that came across to us that we actually ran on our website with the Ruby Zan uh, which is a lodging and attraction facility a location in Bryce Canyon, uh, which part of Southern Utah. Um, it's a sprawling campus, 19 buildings, 700 hotel rooms, restaurants, RV park, campground, swimming pools. They did 19 tons of laundry per day. It's a ton of laundry, 19 tons to be exact. Suddenly, they've installed propane tankless water heaters uh, in a retrofit. Share a little bit about that because that just, I remember reading this, the case study for the first time and just thinking, what a great idea. Yeah. So Ruby's in was amazing. It's so we did the energy heroes award out there. So I'm mm-hmm. standing at the edge of Bryce Canyon giving this award because they're propane champion and where they're at, there's not enough electricity. There isn't natural gas available and without propane, they couldn't be there. So they had these old inefficient boilers that were installed. And so their energy costs were really high. So they had their ESG goals come in and they said, what are we going to do? They reached out to Renai. Renai came in and helped them engineer their first solution in one of their buildings. They replaced this one large boiler with eight tankless hot water heaters that are manifold together. 
they got an awesome controller. We got lead leg control. So each each boiler, each one of the hot water heaters aren't working too hard. So if it started first on Monday, it's going to start last on Tuesday. And what they found out is the energy saving. So they're not storing all this hot water anymore. They're using it on demand. And the way Ruby's in is people go out and they load up these buses and everybody goes to Bryce Canyon and they hike around. So they leave at six in the morning or they leave at eight in the morning. They got this huge demand. They pull the tank out. We all know what it's like to run out of hot water. And so they're getting complaints. They're spending thousands of dollars because there's complaints because people are taking cold showers. They're coming back from hiking. They're taking cold showers. They're going to the front desk. It's, it's costing them thousands of dollars. So Renai came in, designed the solution in their first building five years ago, and the complaints stopped happening. And they're saving money. They're saving $7,000 a month. Because the energy that they're wasting, the inefficiency of the old equipment, but even the design of the system. So really, we just redid the mechanical room. They didn't have to change anything else in the building. But now you got happy people that are going out, enjoying one of the most beautiful places I ever saw, taking warm showers. Moved up to five years. So over the past five years, they've replaced all of their equipment. Their gallons went down. So my propane marketer may not be as happy because, you know, they lost you know, 50,000 gallons a year on this complex, but it's good for the environment, right? We're more efficient. We're working better, but then they install a snowmelt system because, hey, we got this extra money. So anywhere there's sidewalks, now they put in two more boilers and they have snowmelt on the whole complex. So nobody's shoveling snow because like they point out, somebody slips and falls on the ice. That's $20,000. That's $30,000, the operating costs for any accidents. Now they don't even have to worry about that and they've got two propane tanks on site now. So they have a 30,000 gallon tank and they have an 18,000 gallon tank that feeds all of their buildings and their campsites. So, um, you know, they, they are true believers in propane because they realize they really couldn't be there. And if they were trying to do that with fuel oil, and we know as contractors, plumbing contractors, fuel oil works great. It's, it's a great source. But man, a service call working on one of those, I, I would rather work on a propane furnace any day over a fuel oil furnace you mentioned um the growth of uh propane and like the southwest market we're talking about bryce canyon in southern utah do climates matter you know cold versus hot with propane it just depends on the use where it's at california is the biggest user of propane so as Mm -hmm. much as they say it's not out there even in anaheim california i was out at the conference at the act expo and, you know, two blocks away, there's 90,000 gallons of storage. So there, there's propane uses everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, we always think about cooking. We always think about hot water heating. We think about space heating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Florida is one of another one of our biggest users of propane for the resilience and the reliability. They don't have a lot of building heat, but propane backup power generators are, are there. The hurricane comes in, they don't have power for a week. You know, propane's your source. Mm-hmm. The thing about propane, you know, you get down into Florida and you kind of look at diesel. Diesel after six months needs to get stirred and cleaned. And there's companies that make a lot of money just going out there and servicing mm-hmm. the diesel that's being used. Where propane, it doesn't have a shelf life. Inside of the storage containers, there's no oxygen available. So that we have no corrosion. We have no moisture. It's a closed system underneath moderate pressure. So the resilience of a generator starting up on propane has a 90% greater chance of starting than a diesel generator that sat for a year because we don't have fuel degradation and breakdown. 
So the reliability is there and, and the ease of, you know, most of the houses, as you start to get Southern Florida, they're just using it for cooking and they're using it for hot water. So we go ahead and we put a hundred gallon tank on the side of the house. It's a cheap install. There's not a lot of maintenance to it. It's a simple system. If we got a bigger house and we're starting to go and we're we're heating these big pools, because even in Florida, the pools get cold, right? So they're setting and they're burying thousand gallon tanks down there or multiple thousand gallon tanks. So it's all scalable for whatever energy that we need. And as a plumbing contractor and a heating and cooling contractor, I never thought twice once we were out past natural gas grid, oh, we just install propane unit. We we order the unit, it comes with the propane kit. We go ahead, we change out the gas valve, we put some new orifices in there. Oh, it burns on propane. It's that simple. And it's hard for me to track how many propane installs we have because most of our HVAC equipments order natural gas and then we convert it in the field. Okay, big question. How can somebody get in touch with you or learn more about propane? So the best thing to do, I mean, if you want to know anything about propane, you want to go to propane.com. We've got white papers. We got technical papers. That's where I send all the architects and engineers because they need the facts and the figures and the science behind it. As contractors go, we can find a local propane supplier that we can work with or builders. You want to find the you know, supplier. It's all on propane.com. We have all kinds of training material that's free. Um, we offer free CEUs for people for the, keeping their licenses. So for your state licenses, for your HVAC license, for your the engineering license, there are CEUs available that are accredited on our site that people can use. So likelihood to specify that definitely helps us out because we provide a free service. But also anything you want to know from commercial to to residential to industrial, we have the the everything available that you can find. So propane.com is definitely where you want to go. Liz had asked a question about backup power to Ruby's in. Some of their major buildings they did take and they put backup power in mm. so reliability they do have wind storms and they do lose power sometimes so all their prime buildings and major buildings they have switched from diesel to the propane backup okay. generators just for the reasons that i talked about for for fuel sta stability and reliability plus they have so much storage on site because you understand when you get a big facility like ruby's in they actually buy their fuels by the truckload. So mm -hmm. when I say truckload, so a transport truck has about 9,500 gallons to 10,000 gallons at a time. Where residentially, we are delivered in bobtail trucks or the smaller trucks. So they carry about 3,500 gallons at a time. So on the scalability, the affordability they have with their storage being so large and being such a large user, it's, it's, it's no different than being a natural gas customer. The more you use, the better price you get. And so Ruby's in is seeing that, hey, we don't have to deal with the storage tanks of diesel equipment, um, worried about fuel containment, worrying about the groundwater or propane. If a leak should happen in the system, it's not a greenhouse gas. It doesn't pollute the environment, C3H8, right? Simple, simple formula. But the groundwater and the soil doesn't get contaminated if we have a leak. You know, you get around diesel and areas where we're transferring diesel, it, it is oily. It, it, it's an awesome source of energy. But you look at the areas where we're refueling diesel vehicles, you kind of have that dirt and that grime around there. You go to anywhere where we're transferring propane, it's nice and clean. We don't collect all that dirt and the dust that goes where there was. Plus, it's a closed system. So you really can't spill propane when transferring from one container to another since it's a closed system and has a positive connection. Jim, thanks so much for uh, jumping on today and, and uh, enlightening us on uh, 
on propane and perk. We really appreciate the time and the in the in the knowledge. Yeah, I mean it's great here. I love sharing the story. Like I said in the beginning, um, I'm helping people meet their energy goals with an old product that's available today with the hopes of renewable propane in the future, which is actually a fact now. It's not a fiction. It's not a science project anymore, that this is a viable source of energy that's going to help us get to net zero and, and be good stewards of the earth and clean up the environment. I'm looking forward to getting my C3HA eight, uh, little tattoo or Ooh, something, that, maybe, John. Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe we should all, when you're in Cleveland next week, we should get together and we'll all get some C3HA, um, you know, tattoos we could, it, it's a cool little molecule when you look at it it's I, I wish that like i knew all this stuff back when i was trying to get through high school science like <laughs> it all makes sense now right because you got thermodynamics i live by it every day and you know you got transfer and heat transfer and like all of that stuff would have been so much easier rather than looking at going like what are you talking about because you know propane is is kind of a little cool science experiment that's really easy to to get things done well, Jim, thanks so much for, uh, again, jumping on. We appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime you guys want to talk about propane, propane accessories, you know, I got to throw it out to Hank Hill, but I'm, I'm willing to talk about it with you guys. Sounds great. Sounds Perfect. great. Thanks, well, Jim. All right, cool. Have a great day, guys. This Appetite for Construction podcast is brought to you in part by PERC, the Propane Education and Research Council. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially construction pros. It's a single clean energy source that can meet your project's performance, safety, and resilience goals while maintaining efficiency and lowering costs. See how propane can help meet your project's needs by visiting propane.com now. Propane, it's the energy for everyone.